a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology, is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop-the-press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! You know, I've noticed that... Uh, Ever since there's been a competitor on the theological game show scene, Pastor yes. Wolfman has been doing so much more show prep. <laughs> I mean, good grief. I got like I three know. emails from you uh, today in preparation for today's show. I know, I know. It's a free market economy. See, this is the advantage of competition. So we, I, we are demonstrating theological game show capitalism at work. Right that's now. right. And I was thinking, uh, because you did all the show prep for today's show, you could tell us about what's in store for us today. Well, today, today's show is a potpourri. I don't know why the word potpourri has all these T's in it, and it, you don't hear a single one of them. I think <laughs> if you were to pronounce the word properly, it would be potpourri. Do you know about that? Sure. Anyhow, I'm totally against silent letters, which makes me totally against the entire French language. <laughs> hey, speaking of France... This is, have you worked out what we're going to be doing on our interlude when we're flying over to Madagascar and have 24 <laughs> hours in France? Uh, I was just trying to figure out a way to get, ways to get away from you during that time. <laughs> I, I, I'll I meet you at we... the Eiffel Tower yeah. and you're over eating some eclair. Yeah. <laughs> some bistro. Hey, if you don't see me, just meet me at the airport for the flight back. <laughs> now, we're going to do a potpourri drawn from posts on our Facebook page, which means... I think we have. We're just going to play the game suggested by the people. So it looks like we've got uh, a one for um, uh, interpreting evangelicalisms, another one for Joel Osteen or fortune cookie, another email, another one for ev- evangelism fail, Ten Commandments in the news, church sign theology, praise brain cruncher or which latter? That is an interesting one. Facebook theology. We've got tons of stuff here. That sounds great. Uh, yeah. So well, that, I, I've got a quick things. little mini game for you, yeah. uh, and that is I will uh, first tell you what my buzzword is, and you tell me what website I got it off of, okay? All right, I'm ready. The buzz phrase really is uh, perseverance of the saints. All right. You want to guess what uh, website I got that from? What's your definition? Uh, oh, okay. So the perseverance of the saints is the Calvinist doctrine that those who are truly saved will persevere to the end and cannot lose their salvation. It doesn't mean that a person who is truly saved will never lose faith or backslide at any time, but they will ultimately persevere in faith uh, in spite of failure, such as not to lose their salvation. Huh. Well, that, uh, that is a decent definition of what it means. Uh, it, it, because it says the Calvinist doctrine, I wonder if that might be from our page. <laughs> no. But is it from Theopedia? Theopedia, of course, oh. man. I thought that was supposed to be a, a slam dunk. 
Okay. The doctrine of perse- perseverance is rooted in God's unconditional election and predestination. That is, since God is the one who chose and predestined the elect to salvation, therefore the elect will be saved. They might turn away from faith and give appearance of losing their salvation, but if they really are elect, then they will repent and ultimately return return to the faith because God is the one ensuring their salvation. Now, there I always know. thought that that begs the question, how do you know that you're really elect and not just one kind of pretending to be elect for now, uh, but really isn't uh, saved because you will in the, sometime in the future lose your salvation? Right. You know what I'm saying? You make a fine point. Apparently, some Calvinists one time got mad at me for making that point. Oh, well, now they'll I get mad. I remember why. Now they'll get mad. But yeah, look, it's not me. I was just saying what Evan said. <laughs> but, okay, I have another question then, since you have yeah, all the answers. Uh-huh. Well, why does Jesus spend so much time warning us about uh, false doctrine and and uh, false teachers and those who will come to try to deceive even the very elect? I mean, seems like if if uh, there's this perseverance of the saints, then you would need, you would need to be worried about that kind of thing. Uh, yes, that's right. Okay. I don't know. I, how do the Calvinists answer that question? Why does Jesus have so many warnings? Uh, well, the number to dial in the answer is 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, if you know the answer to that question. Problem is, uh, most of our Calvinist listeners are by now Lutheran. <laughs> They've probably forgotten. My buzzword for you, by the way, I would like you to know how, not only have I prepared this entire show, but I've also prepared my very own palette for this show. I have here in front of me a cooled cup of ice water and a hot cup of coffee, which I can use to regulate the speed of my talking. So if I need to slow down, I, I don't know if this is going to work. I think it's going to work. If I need to slow down, I have a sip of cool water. If I need to speed up, I have a sip of coffee. You see how that works? Uh, it's like law and gospel. I just don't know which one is which. But You know... So you can tell me if, if I need to take a drink of one or the other. And Speed it up. And have if, a sip of coffee. If the coffee cools down as lukewarm, will you spew it out of your mouth? Hopefully not. Now, my buzzword for you, I just had a sip of coffee so I can get through this, is verbum caro, which is a Ooh. word or a phrase I had never heard before. But this from Theopedia, verbum caro, is Latin and is a reference to the Latin text of John one fourteen, which says, The word became flesh. Uh, and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us. So it, in Latin it says, et verbum caro factum est. So that means, uh, it's speaking about the incarnation, Jesus taking on uh, our humanity. Nice. Verbum caro. Like it. Oh, which reminds me, I got to do a, we got to make a commercial. Are you recording? Can you record this? I want to make a commercial. Well, we're uh, kind of in the middle of a show right now. Okay. This will be, be really easy. All right, so i got to use my radio voice, and we're gonna, I'm going to try to do a 30-second little promo. Uh, you ready? Well, are you serious? We're, like, right in the middle of segment one of our show. Okay, good. Here, so it goes like this. Does your, is that a good radio voice? Would you just again. do it? Come on, let's get this over with. Back to the show. Does your church have a worship service? Then you'll love the Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music coming up in Seward, Nebraska this summer, July 28th through 31st. Uh, there's some good keynote speakers, including Dr. Kleinig, Paul Solak, and there's about a bajillion seminars and workshops and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, President Harrison's going to be there, the guys at Issues Etc., the other Lutheran radio show are going to be there. I'm going to be there hanging out. So if you want, you should come to this thing. So lcms.org slash events 
slash worship institute and you can find it and register now so uh comfort comfort you my people the 2014 institute on liturgy preaching and church music you know usually when people record a promo they know all the details but i had the website open but i had to scroll (laughs) up and down i think that's pretty good should i record it again no i think that was good because it it (laughs) it gave me uh this idea of our new liner which is uh table talk radio professionalism not included you like that you inspired that about. to me just now. That's what I we was call in the industry a live read. Anyway, this should be good. In <laughs> fact, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of this came from a conversation that Pastor Whedon, uh, who's the director of worship at the Missouri Synod, we, we were having a conversation about the conscience and about the the specific theological role that our Lutheran doctrine gives to comforting the conscience a number of years ago. And and uh, and he said yes, that'll be our next worship conference. I, so, I don't know if I want to take a hundred percent credit for it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Ninety-five like percent credit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to our voicemail system. One eight hundred three eight five solo. One eight hundred three eight five seven six five two is a number. If you want to give us a call, and let's see what we have. Hi, I was calling about a comment. <laughs> it's on uh, show two ninety two. You guys were saying or talking about uh, MMA being a uh, breaking of the Fifth Commandment. Uh, wouldn't that only be a breaking of the Fifth Commandment if, if there was uh, anger in the hearts of the men fighting? Otherwise, wouldn't it just be a competition? And if the competition is a sin, what about high school wrestling or high school football or any other competition? Uh, uh, just asking for a little clarification there. Uh, Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right, Pastor. Did he say high school swimming also? Wrestling or swimming? How would you? How could swimming be breaking the fifth commandment? Uh, you know, you're trying to drown your opponent. You know, when it's probably he's probably talking about uh, water polo. You know, I, I always wanted to be people. a wrestler because I, I wanted to have a f- great beard, and I want to tear off my shirt and say, "Snap into a slim gym." <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, I mean, Macho Man Randy Savage. That's a hero of mine. <laughs> how could Macho Man Randy Savage ever? Be uh, break the fifth commandment. I, have, I mean, come on. Man. I have no idea what we're talking about right now. You don't but know Bracho Man Randy it, Savage? Is it? Did okay. you ever watch Monday Nitro? In Texas, we called it. We didn't call it wrestling. We called it wrestling. Come on, let's watch a wrestling. That's my dad would say. You ask him about that. <laughs> I will. It's just love for the neighbor, man. I, I'm sure it is. Um, but but does uh, bashing your uh, neighbor's face in? Um, uh, a okay if uh, if there's no heart, uh, or sorry, there's no anger uh, or um, you know animosity in the heart when you do so. I su- I suppose that um, there was not um, a lot of kind of passionate anger uh, in the totalitarian dictators of this last century when they were sending people to the concentration camps and stuff like that. It was pretty cold and calculated. So I don't think that the kind of anger or passion. Uh, is necessarily what makes it a sinner. Or I was thinking of the sitting Christians to call a CM for the sake of entertainment. No animosity in the heart there, but uh, watching people duke it out. Well, why don't we take a commercial break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Talk Radio. You won't find a better show out there unless you try. 
Does your church have a worship service? Then you'll love the Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music coming up in Seward, Nebraska this summer, July 28th through 31st. Uh, there's some good keynote speakers, including Dr. Kleinig, Paul Solak, and there's about a bajillion seminars and workshops and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, President Harrison's going to be there, the guys at Issues Etc., the other Lutheran radio show are going to be there. I'm going to be there hanging out. So if you want, you should come to this thing. So lcms.org slash events slash worship institute, and you can find it and register now. So uh, comfort, comfort you, my people, the 2014 Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music. And we're back on Table Talk Radio. Uh, that song makes me want to fight. Speaking of fighting, Pastor, what do Speaking you think about, about uh, Fight Church? Um, you know, I think that we, when we were talking about that, uh, one of us made the assertion that, hey, this is a breaking of the fifth commandment to be punching a guy's face in. And the caller makes the note, well, you know, uh, Jesus tells us that uh, breaking of the fifth commandment starts with anger towards your neighbor. And so is there room for a little... Uh, friendly competition in in kind of fighting one another that isn't breaking the fifth commandment and how does that work with other competitions like you know high school wrestling or something like that yeah that's right i mean i i'm not sure there's got to be maybe a continuity of things so there's a i mean i suppose if you want to make like an evolutionary picture you know remember how the evolutionary picture has like a worm and then like a bird and then a monkey and and then some dude with a briefcase. So, uh, I mean, that's exactly how it is. That description right there was just almost perfect. Yeah. Uh, so if you could, on the one end, you could put, like, me wrestling around with my kids. And then somewhere along the line, you put college or, or high school guys wrestling with one another. And then you go a little bit further and you get into, like, martial arts competitions, I suppose. and Or, or karate or something. And then you yeah. go... Yeah, and then you go a little bit further and you get into boxing. And then you go a little bit further and you get into... MMA. Now, it's at, I suppose at some point it transitions from a competition or a playfulness to a not playfulness, <laughs> smashing somebody's face in kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't know exactly where that line is. I, and I suppose that, I don't know if, we, if people want to draw the line a little further or a little less far. Um, that there's to be a place for that line, but there's probably a line somewhere. Fair enough. And, and and I and I guess that because of that, I mean, I also don't want to have a high school wrestling competition in the church parking lot either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think that was the the topic of our conversation. I think that he wanted to kind of talk about the fifth commandment issue. I guess I guess what I see, and, and tell me what you think about this pastoral from there, if this holds water or not, but. Um, I, I see Speaking kind of, of water, the, I got some right here. In, the intent of the competition that goes on. So in wrestling, the the purpose of the competition... Or wrestling, if you could call it wrestling. If you could not interrupt me. The point of wrestling is... Uh, what do you think happens when I accept someone's <laughs> invitation on LinkedIn? <laughs> I've been accepting the nice thing people's... Is, <laughs> oh, you just been muted. Okay. Um, the The point of wrestling is not to inflict pain upon the other person... Um, like it is in, say, uh, even boxing or MMA, where the the point of the competition, the way that you win, is by um, knocking someone unconscious or putting them in so much pain they can't continue any longer. And that's the objective of the game. Whereas in wrestling, the, the objective is to uh, pin a guy to the mat, 
Now, pain might incur in that competition, uh, just like it would in football or any other sport, but the objective of the game is not to inflict pain upon another person. And uh, I would kind of make that distinction. What do you think of that, Pastor Wolfmiller? I like it. Okay. I got one more. Am I still muted? Did you unmute me? I just took you off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of executive session. Yeah, out of executive session. One more voicemail (laughs) from 1-800-385-SOLA, and then we'll dive into our uh, show proper. Pastors Wolfmuller and Gigline, greetings from the Lincoln Port Party. This is Elder the Younger Mark reporting in. And as I was driving around town here back in the Midwest, I suddenly realized that we're once again upon the VBS season, and it sparked an idea for a new game for you guys. And that is to uh, take a look at the various titles of uh, VBSs that will be occurring very soon, and then to discern what type of theology lies behind them. And it's just a few examples of what sparked my ideas here. I came across the Kingdom Chronicles, which doesn't sound too bad, although one can only imagine where that's going to go. But then I found Spy Academy, a James Bond theme, Workshop of Wonders, uh, where kids are encouraged to bring tools from home. And then one that really got me is Weird Animals, where Jesus' love is one of a kind. Of course, that was at a uh, local Lutheran church. And then uh, (laughs) on top of all of these, I realized maybe you could uh, put forth some of the better ones, uh, perhaps the more boring and, and lazadaxical. Uh, like the one at the congregation where I am currently attending, whose VBS is simply titled Crucified. Hmm. Wonder where the theology for that comes from. Hmm. <laughs> well, hope all is well with both of you, and uh, look forward to the next upload of, uh, of the radio's second best radio Lutheran game show. All is well with Christ. Bye. Thank you for the call. Man, um, rubbing it in. I know. Our second bestness. But I don't know. That Crucified, you know, by the way, is the Higher Things VBS, and we're using that, too. It looks pretty good. Crucified. Now, imagine that, talking to uh, the children who come to Vacation Bible School to a uh, Christian church to talk about the one who was crucified for you. Now, I don't know. that is that catchy? Is, is that going to—I mean, I kind of like this. Jesus' love is one of a kind in comparison to all the animals. That's the weird animal kingdom. Yeah, that's that one's kind of sketchy. You know, it's like, hey, anyone going to bring an iguana tomorrow? Or what about the Spy Academy? The, the that boa? sounds pretty. That sounds pretty good. That does sound cool. That reminds me of our catechism retreat, in which the highlight is the game that I invented called Catechism Commando. <laughs> hey. That game doesn't have a set rule because I change the rules every year to try to win. <laughs> and ne'er have I won. Eight years we've been playing Catechism Commando. Eight years I've been changing the rules to benefit myself. And eight years I've been blanked on this game. <sighs> Sounds rough. Yeah, well, uh, we, might, about it. we might uh, we might play that game uh, on a Table Talk radio what was near it you. VBS uh, Cruncher? Sure. If you have uh, entries for the VBS Cruncher, send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. Okay, Pastor, what are we doing here? All right, so we got we got tons of stuff to talk about. Let's do this one. Let's play this game. Ready? This game is called. This is submitted by Facebook user. Um, hmm, now, wait. Uh, am I supposed to name William. the game that we're playing? No, no oh. I'm going to tell you the game. Oh, okay. I'm about to tell. I'm about to tell you all that stuff, man. Just hold on. So excited! I can't. I can't hold it in. Uh, this is from Facebook uh, fan page user William. 
And uh, the game is titled <clears throat> Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie. Mm. Ready? Yeah. Quote, when God breathes in your direction, closed doors can suddenly open. That's got to be Joel Osteen. You're right. That's from Joel Osteen Ministries, and it's got a picture of an open door here. Pretty nice, huh? Pretty nice, <laughs> nice. What do you think about that? When God breathes in your direction, closed doors can suddenly open. Well, it seems like um, the material principle of Joel Osteen's uh, theology, the material principle is kind of the heart and center of one's theology, is uh, success and opportunity. So if what... Uh, your theology is all about is God uh, giving you more opportunities so you can be successful, um, then what God's uh, breath is for is uh, to increase that uh, success. If, however, your material principle is something like uh, justification, that man's fundamental problem is that we are sinners before a, a righteous God who, in his righteous judgment, could send us to hell— God's breath uh, does not just give us success and opportunity. Instead, it gives us uh, uh, life, spiritual life itself, so that uh, we have uh, God's word spoken to us and therein receive the forgiveness of all of our sins. Now, just to take a step back, those are two kind of different ways, theological perspectives, to understand the breath of God. One of those things... Uh, gives comfort to the con- the terrified conscience, and the other... Hey, that's like the worship conference coming up this summer. Yeah, we already recorded that. That was the last segment. The other one Does your uh, church gives have worship on of, Sunday? I thought that was a pretty good line. The other one gives you kind of a, so a, a good attitude, a, 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 a better motivation. <laughs> Don't make me put you in executive session again. I will. <laughs> All right, what else we got here? Uh, okay, uh, I got another one. This is called uh, Interpreting Evangelicalisms. Remember that and this game. is a post here, uh, and it's called the top ten Christian cliches we should probably stop using unless we really mean it. Okay. Submitted by Facebook fan Paul. Uh, so, are you ready for some of these? Are you saying we have at least two Facebook fans? We have like seventeen thousand or a thousand, one or the other. <laughs> some, we have a lot. Remember, I told you once we got to a thousand, I get every day now people want to join Facebook so they can sell us all. Like sunglasses, sunglasses? And stuff. Yeah, that's great. Weird. Fantastic. Number one catchphrase, bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. You know uh, that one? I've heard that one before. I don't bless really know what it means. <laughs> Someone says, uh, they said, uh, I was thinking about you yesterday. I oh, said, yeah, yeah. a little prayer for you. Oh, I know what this heart. is. This mm-hmm. is the, what you say to give um, yourself permission to gossip about someone. You know how it worked? So, uh, Brian, oh, bless his heart, he went off and did such and such and -and (laughs) so-and-so. This is a good try. Bless your heart means uh, the intent was good, but the the effect was terrible. (laughs) Oh, you guys recorded Table Talk Radio today? Oh, bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I'll pray for you. Wait, 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 can I go back? So can we use that phrase, bless your heart, on the game... um, Missional fail. Oh, they're playing MMA in the parking lot. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Yeah, they mean well. Yeah, evangelism fail can be under the bless your heart. Yeah. Okay, give me one yeah. more. I got evangelism break. fail here. Uh, I just don't feel led. I just don't feel led. See, this is this comes from the idea 
that uh, we need to be having, you know how people talk about having their ear to the ground? They're having their ear to the sky, uh, hoping that they're going to hear from God to give kind of a, a sensational feeling about what to do. And if they don't have said uh, sensational feeling, it's because God has not led them or they just don't want to do the thing that you're talking about. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk, Talk Radio. More games from Facebook right after this. Table Talk Radio. Well, we think we're funny. This is what I listen to before I go into the cage fight. I'm telling you that we. This is us trying to get better, the best to be the the best Lutheran theological radio show out there. I know. We're trying to get bigger, better. Pre, faster, we got we got pre. Uh, what do they call it? Pre-game? Yeah, we got pre-game bump music. That's right. Oh, yeah. So uh, Next game. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. This is the game called Evangelism Fail. All right. <laughs> Which is your favorite new game. And that is where we read something. Okay, so this is uh, from Facebook fan Stan. Fan Stan? Stan the fan? Stan the fan man. He says... Quote from non-denominational Christian radio devotion booklet regarding people who stray from church. Quote, why should you come back to church? For fellowship, food, function, and fulfillment. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Fellowship. Food. Food. Function. Function. And fulfillment. What do you think function is in there for? What do you... How do you okay. go back to church for function? Let's parse, what does that even mean? Let's parse each and every one of these. Okay, so right. so this is this could be the other game called um, uh, Word Games Makes Bad Theology. <laughs> because everybody knows in order for something to be remem- memorable, you have to you know start everything with like the same letter or that there would be an acronym or something like that. And then when this guides our theology, we end up in heresy. But anyway. Yeah. I remember that point. <laughs> Rememberable. You mean mem- memorable? Mem- memorable. Rememberable. Anyway. <laughs> this is the, the praise song, too. They're like, hey, hey, I got to find some word that rhymes with Lord. Ford? <laughs> yeah. Bored? Anyway, th- so it goes the other way when you're, when you're doing something else. We gotta, I got to find another word with the letter F in it because I got how about, fellowship, how about obviously. Function? <laughs> Function? <laughs> Food, function, and fulfillment. Right out of Acts 2.42. <laughs> okay, let's talk about each one of these. All right. Fellowship. Um, you know, this is a biblical word, fellowship, but uh, it's often used today not in the biblical sense. It's interesting that the scriptures what? talk about fellowship um, not in kind of going bowling altogether. You know, we're all going bowling. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this fellowship. Um, when the scriptures are talking about fellowship, they're talking about uh, fellowship with one another around a unity of doctrine and a, a, a partaking in the Lord's Supper. <laughs> That's our fellowship. That, I mean, this is why we say us uh, we have altar and pulpit fellowship with another church body. It means that we're believing and teaching the same things. Um, so... 
I think that that would be a good reason to come to church if understood biblically, but probably not what people are talking about here. They're probably talking about, hey, we're going to get together and, and have a have a potluck or something like that. Oh, no, yeah. that's the next one. Food. Food. Uh a reason to go to church. Like, that's so redundant. Fellowship and food. It's like, what? <laughs> what you... uh, okay, so is food a reason to come to church? Well, the answer is yes, if that food is bread and wine. Um, uh, that is in, with, and under the body and blood of Christ. Wait, or, wait no, uh, other way. Uh, the, the, the body. The... Remember how St. Paul says you you're, uh, eat at home before you come to church. Remember that command from the Bible? That. I do because remember the people that. were misusing the Lord's Supper. It's a good thing we have a doctrine review board here on uh, Table Talk Radio. <laughs> that the, the bread is not in with and under the body and blood of Christ, but in fact... The, Reverse that. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Um, Everybody knows. Yeah. I know, you guys know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? This is a totally orthodox audience. What's the what's the third one? Uh, function. Function. I don't know what that is. What's your best guess on function? I don't know. I don't, I don't have any idea. I know. What I it mean, is. why should you come back to church for function? I th- I think this is the um, everyone's a minister kind of a thing, so that you're going to have a purpose in doing some kind of a service in the church. Uh, if you come back to church, so you're gonna so you, we're gonna make you the Sunday school teacher, and then you'll have a. Function, a ministry. I was yeah. thinking of like this, is that it's a typo, and it should be functions. Like, we're going to have the middle oh. school dance, and then we're going to have Maybe. the yeah. ladies' luncheon. Could be. And then fulfillment. And the, the reason that you want to come to church is so that you can be emotionally fulfilled. I just <laughs> feel my life is a whole lot better ever since I started going to get the food at church. You know that kind of a thing. <laughs> the fellowship and there's right. so, people are so uh, nice. Or there. your belly's fulfilled. I am fu- I am so fulfilled I could not eat another donut. I said that the other day, and then I had an immediately guilty conscience after Easter dinner. I said, "I am content." <laughs> that is was a bad idea. Now, um, fulfillment. This is remember how we were working on the bait and switch and switch or no no, yeah yeah the bait and switch and switch. This is a bait, switch, 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 switch. Food. So why do you come to church? Oh, yeah, food. But then draw them in a little bit further. Oh, fellowship. Oh, yeah. Now draw a little further. Now function, and finally you get, ah, fulfillment. Ah. Probably in your fulfillment is in doing some sort of service at the church. (laughs) Missional fail. I think the reason that we go to church uh, is to receive the forgiveness of sins because that is why the Lord has instituted the church. Hater of the lost. I, by the way, I think this is an important point because we can hear the law everywhere in the world. The law is all around us. It echoes through the leaves of the trees. I mean, the law is ever. But there is only one place that you can find the voice of Jesus in the gospel, and that is in his church and in his word. You know, that's it. So that is the unique function of the church. Like our friend, remember our friend, uh, Dr. Luther? says the church is instituted so that there we receive daily nothing but the free forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus has a church on the earth. Right. And uh, this idea that I'm not going to go to this church because there are a bunch of hypocrites, uh, a bunch of sinners there, um, shows us that we do not understand or we have an improper view of the church. So that we think that the church is all about, oh, I don't know, um, uh, where we uh, increase in behavior modification or moral perfection. Uh, if we view the church as what it is, the place that's, that God gives us um, comfort or uh, forgiveness for the sins that we've committed, 
then to that'd be like saying, well, I would never go to that hospital because the people who go there are sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice point. Uh, I gotta try to remember that. You 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 can have it. Yeah. Are you recording this? I don't know. <laughs> Just I'll send you a CD of it. You can. Hey guys, listen to this point that Evan makes on the radio. Could you? Is there a way for you to get the CD onto a tape <laughs> for me? All right. Uh, let's see. let's play another game. I'm, I'm this all... is submitted by Facebook user Sarah. Uh, we're gonna have this one under Ten Commandments in the news, and she says fascinating picture. And then there's a picture of the Pope. Well, here I'll read you the caption. Peace on earth to men of goodwill. Pope Francis embraces his Jewish rabbi, Abraham Skorka, and Muslim imam, Omar Aboud, friends at the Western Wailing Wall of Jerusalem. So it's a picture of the Pope and the imam and the rabbi all hugging at the Wailing Wall. Now, it doesn't look like the rabbi and the uh, imam are hugging each other, <laughs> you'll notice. <laughs> so the so the pope, the pope is kind of the embracing them both. <laughs> nice. The other guys are wearing black suits, and the pope, of course, has his white pope garb on. They all three are wearing hats, little skull caps, too. Baseball hats without the flap on the front, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so was the caption was uh, "Peace on Earth and Goodwill Toward Men." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, I so is is there anything sinful with having a um, Muslim friend or a Jewish friend? No. Is there anything with uh, wrong with hugging your Jewish friend or your Muslim friend? No. Is there anything with hugging your Jewish friend or your Muslim friend next to the Wailing Wall? No. <laughs> Unless you are there to somehow uh, insert your prayer between the rocks, just like the, the Jewish person. But when we uh, assert that this peace is established by our hugging those of different beliefs, then we have uh, fallen into a false, uh, into an error, I should say. Uh, and that is to say that if we think that uh, we have uh peace here on earth because we can just all get along that is not the kind of peace the scriptures have established for us. The peace that the Lord has established for us is the peace before God, Coram Deo, um, that we would have uh, forgiveness and that God is no longer at war with us, but he has reconciled us to himself. And for those to make benefit of what Christ has done, um, that is to be had through faith in him, faith in his son, Jesus, who said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I agree. By the way, Juanita, Facebook user, comments on this and says, it's a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember nice. being at that particular wall, and you have to wear a hat. I wonder if that's why they're all doing it, because that's the Jewish rule. you got to have the yarmulke on. And so they have like a bunch of... like. Uh, Coffee filters there that you can put on for as a temporary hat. Is that true? One, so. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I had my baseball hat on, so I didn't need a coffee filter. You know, just, a, just kind of a side note. Uh, isn't it interesting how other religions aren't just kind of falling over themselves to change who, who they are for the sake of the person uh, who is coming? But yet you go to a Christian church and like, hey, we're not that Christian. Come on in. <laughs> but you go to the wailing yeah. wall. It's like, hey, sorry if you're gonna if you want to come to the wall, you got to play by our rules, you know. But yeah, wouldn't right. <laughs> just interesting. So a uh, first commandment would be there. A uh, second commandment in a confession of our Lord God. A third commandment in what our Lord says. Um, I think would all be there. 
Uh, fourth commandment, not really. Fifth commandment, not really. Six, seven, eight, nine. I think just one, two, and three on this one. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. All right, we're going into our our uh, next commercial break. If you what? have a, uh, I know this is oh, this is so much fun. Just time flies by. I know it. But don't worry. One more segment of Table Talk Radio right after this. In the meantime, you can visit our website, tabletalkradio.org, and click on the store link because we have a merchandise shop, and you can buy a T-shirt with uh, my face and Brian's face right next to each other. <laughs> and who wouldn't want too. that, right? I know. I know they're probably sold out. I know. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Sorry. Welcome back, Table Talk Radio. We are playing any game you ever wanted to by submitting it on our Facebook fan page. This is a great idea. We should just do this every show. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> uh, what, what next we got, Pastor Wolf? Uh, this is from Facebook fan Jacob, who says... Uh, oh, wait. We did that already. Uh, this one Jacob is can't from... have two turns. No, we are... Wait, wait, wait. Where's this? No, no, no. This isn't... Did we do this one? Come on. No, no. We didn't out. do this one. Go. Okay. This is from Facebook user Jacob, who says, Church Sign Theology... Join us Sunday in our current series studying the book Mission Drift. <laughs> Mission Drift. And it has Drift. a picture of the book. The Unspoken Crisis Facing Leaders, Charities, and Churches. Mission Drift. Then uh, Jacob uh, adds the question, Why are churches in love with mission statements and vision statements instead of preaching the word of Christ? Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins. There you go. What game are we playing? I forgot. Uh, this is church sign. Uh, obviously, oh. it's church sign theology. Okay. How could you forget? And, and the church sign is Mission Drift. Join us Sunday in our current series studying the book Mission Drift. So this is a book. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> it's, so this is there's a book about how the, there's a danger in um, charities and churches from drifting from their mission. That's what, that, so some guy wrote some book about that danger, and now a church is doing a sermon series on the book. Got it, got it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, I mean, I think the Jason, I think, uh, makes a good Jacob. point. Jacob makes a good point that uh, when we're so so concerned about having our mission statement or uh, vision, which are things borrowed from the corporate world. I mean, if you're going to have a business plan, you got to have those things. Uh, and so we think that, well, if we're a church and we're kind of like a business, so we <laughs> need to have these things too, and this is what's going to drive us. Ultimately, though, whenever we have a mission statement or a vision, um, it always ends up being something that we do. It's it's us doing the doing. And uh, the fan, the fantastic thing that our Lord has done in establishing the church is that it is not our doing, but it is Christ who comes to us to give us, again, I feel like a broken record sometimes. Yes. He comes to give us the forgiveness of sins. And now if we see the church as a place that God is coming to us, it's not about our mission statement making. It's not about our vision. It's about Christ's mission. It's about our Lord, what he is doing. You are so 
I mean, such a hate. You're probably also a racist. <laughs> but see, this means that we have to preach Christ and him crucified. That's, that's the thing. To, to come and say, hey, we're going to be studying this book about uh, having the right drive in our mission um, is, is now talking. I mean, this is the, the uh, anthropocentric church, right? That it's all about man. Um, and you see, you sing your worship song. We were talking about how I'm singing and stuff like this, and we're just worshiping ourselves. We're not even worshiping Christ. So to, to to worship Christ is to let Him have center stage. In order to let Him have center stage, it means that He must be preached. His doing, His acting, His forgiving, His loving. That's what should be preached, not your <sighs> vision statements. <laughs> Are you through? I guess. Hating people? <laughs> you and your hate-filled discernment theology or whatever you call it. I have the gift Jeez, of discernment. I have the spiritual gift of discernment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Well, I think that's great. I any, uh, yeah. <laughs> hate the lost. <laughs> Anytime you care about doctrine. And all the doctrine is is the gospel. You're like, hey... Uh, I don't think we should talk so much about what we do, but about what Jesus does for us and the great gifts he gives us when he dies on the cross. You're such a hater. <laughs> I, by the way, found out about the, uh, the uh, what do you want to call it, district convention campaign of my dear district amongst uh, some confessional <laughs> pastors. Yeah. And the, the motto was, if you love the loss, cut the cost. <laughs> 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 that, 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 I think that could work for any district, yeah, really. <laughs> if you love the laws, cut the cost. <laughs> That's it. I mean, if you want to do anything, you're like, look, for the sake of evangelism, we need to get rid of the bureaucracy. <gasps> Wait, no. It's totally we're, we're getting you programs and websites and all kinds of things you don't need. All right, next game. All right. This is interesting. This one is called Praise Brain Cruncher. Oh, ouch. Which is a new game, or we could make it Which Ladder, and it is an article titled Speaking in Tongues Proven by Brain Research. Hmm. New studies show changing brain structure during moments of worship. Christian scholar, theologian, N.T. Wright, and Dr. Arnold Newberg. Let me have a cup of coffee here to speed this reading up. Excuse <laughs> me. Help describe the proven physical changes people endure. Endure is the right word there. The proven physical changes people endure when worshiping God and speaking in tongues by monitoring the brain and its patterns. It's been known that music greatly affects your emotions. Research shows that brain waves vibrate with the beat of music. Did you know that? Whoa. It has been shown that listening to pleasant music boosts your serotonin. That's what happens when you sneeze, which is the brain's chemical response for good feelings. Listening to music also engages your hippocampus. That's where all the uh, hippopotamuses go to get their advanced degrees. <laughs> the bit of your brain that handles long-term memory storage. Theologian Wright told Relevant Magazine, that would be the name, if I was inventing the name of a magazine, that would be it. Relevant. <laughs> when humans get into the habit of singing psalms, they are, quote, changing the brain structure and human memory. When you sing, you are using your body as a musical instrument. When you sing words which are about God and the word of God and God's rescue of us then God, and God's grace and mercy and love, you're actually tuning your body into kind of resonating echo chamber of all that meaning, he explained. He stated that the Psalms, sorry, the Psalms is the very same prayer book that Jesus himself used as shown in the New Testament. 
In another similar report, Newberg performed a study at the University of Pennsylvania to examine people who speak in tongues with an MRI. <laughs> the study showed that people's brains that were speaking in the heavenly language did not show their speech center part for the brain working. <laughs> Remarkably, he discovered that what happened to them neurologically looked a lot like what they claim is happening to them spiritually. Newberg emphasized that while neurotheology... What the heck is that? Neurotheology? You know, I'm, I'm going to go and cut you off right there. I think I got the gist of this. This is the last sentence. Okay. Neurotheology would not provide ultimate findings about things like existence of a higher power. It will provide a deeper understanding of what it means for a person to exercise religious practices. You know, I think that we would have to refer the story to the Table Talk Radio staff hypnotists uh, to understand uh, this and the whole whole ramifications of this. But I uh, to, to speak of this in terms of which ladder, this is what happens when your ladder doesn't go all the way to the ground. You have to take another ladder to jump off the top rung onto the next ladder. So when you find that your ladder of mysticism uh, doesn't go all the way to the ground and and uh you can't reach it by the way we're we, you know we're doing this um uh this this radio station and uh we got these we put a, a radio antenna on top of this wooden pole and these uh stakes that go on the side of the side of the pole so you can climb up it you know yeah. but we uh the stakes start 10 feet up in the air so not any just any guy can come up and start climbing on the pole yeah so this is where mysticism is you have the rungs yeah. of this pole that come at only 10 feet and that's a little bit too high so you, what you do is you get the ladder of rationalism and set up right up against the pole so you can climb up the ladder of rationalism to get onto the, the ladder of mysticism. So now I have this scientific explanation why mysticism is useful in connecting with God. I mean, I, I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah, I don't know. I want to do a brain study of what happens when a person's out there doing a good work. I think this is also interesting that the part of the brain that's active when speaking in tongues is not the, their, it was not their speech center. Right, right. <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, oh, so you mean it's not a real language? Well, I mean, oh. I bet they, they would say, of course not, because the spirit is interceding. And I mean, look, if you're just going to make a blah, 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 group up, you're not accessing any kind of a. Let me, let me interpret. Brian, it looks like you've been working out a lot. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you don't have the gift of interpretation. I'm, I am just pretty sure. Obviously, oh, I'm the one with the we're gift, gonna, the gift of uh, discernment. Yeah, that's right. The gift of hate. Okay. All right, you want to, you got time for one more? Yeah, about a minute here. Fa Facebook theology. It's a picture of Billy Graham, looking a little bit rugged, uh, and the quote is this. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. Billy Graham on Toby Mac, hashtag speak life. Nice. Okay, run that to me one more time. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. Okay. So do you think if God tells us that, um, I don't know, it's uh, homosexuality is a sin. Is that is that judging? I mean is that is that a <laughs> judgment? Judging. Okay, it's so God's judgment. Yeah, are yeah. are Christians to confess the word of God? Yes. So if I as a Christian I feel like you're tricking me. If I was a Christian to say, hey, homosexuality is a sin, you should repent and believe in Christ. Is that judging? <laughs> Oh man, oh, you've got I me. I don't know. Your logic is undeniable. 
But I suppose, uh, you know, I can say that trombone in the face, but it's the Holy Spirit through the Word of God that does uh, convict. But that is, I mean, Christians uh, pr- profess the, the Word of God. It's just how it happens. So I don't know what to make of all that. But uh, that was fun. We should do it again sometime. Thanks for listening we to this should. edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the dreams that you have, falling asleep listening to this terrible bump music. What? This music Thanks is terrible? Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.